Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners. Hello. And today we've got a special report. This is our, me and Dan were just having a conversation there. We said, right, we need to record this because we were just talking off air. But um, what it is, is I'm in the middle of um, COVID at the moment. I have currently day four, day four of COVID. And um, yeah, we were just talking about all the stuff that I'm doing how I'm feeling, how I found out and all that stuff. And I thought, actually, it's probably quite interesting for the listeners to um, hear about this as well, because people will be interested to know how how I found out and how I'm getting on with things and what the symptoms are progressing um, and all of that kind of shizzle. So, um, yeah. So, Dan, ask me any questions. <laughs> I was going to say, here it is, straight from the horse's mouth. But from the quarantine centre. I'm calling you a horse. <laughs> but yeah it's probably good because people a lot of people haven't had covid and um the people who have had it the range of like severity is there's quite a broad spectrum isn't it ranging from people who've had it and barely even noticed to obviously people who have died and all the all the parts in between in between yeah so yeah so there's obviously you're experiencing some common symptoms you're experiencing the the worry that people are having for you, like you're going to drop dead in the next couple of days. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so pretty much just describe how you are feeling. Okay, so yeah, so I found out, so I'll just describe how I found out that I've got COVID. Um, so a bit, I went to Brighton last weekend on a breathing course and I had a fab time. And then when we came back, I've been testing every day since I came back, just because I've been peopling. <laughs> like I don't normally go out with people, you know what I mean? And like, the trains were heaving backwards and forwards and all of that kind of stuff. So I was thinking, and you know what? I said to some of my clients, maybe I've, you know, manifested this myself because I said to a couple of clients, like, I bet I come back with COVID. So I might have, like, just, you know, thought to become things. Da, da, da. Anyway, so I've been testing myself every day. So I got back last on a Sunday night. I was said I'll test myself for seven, eight, day, eight days, isn't it, that you have to test, like, after exposure. So I was going to test up until... Monday, like yesterday. Today is Tuesday, just for the listeners, for the chronology of the thing. So on, so I've been testing every day, absolutely fine. On Saturday morning, I got up to teach for kettlebell class, and I tested, and it was there straight away. The double, the double line. I didn't feel any different. I didn't feel like I maybe had a little bit of a cough. That was it, but nothing that would have stopped us teaching kettlebell classes or anything like that. So um, I went straight to have a PCR test and then that came back in about 24 hours it took for that to come back and that said positive. Then the boys all had to go off for tests as well and they all came back negative. But it was, wasn't was until the Sunday night, so the Saturday morning, like early, because my class starts at half nine, so I was leaving like at nine, so it would be about half eight on the morning. And then that was when the piece, the lateral flow test came through and then it wasn't until the Sunday night, so good, like 34 hours later, that the symptoms started. And it was more like feeling like I was going to get a head cold and um, that my sense of taste started to go then and smell, which is really weird. I was trying for it not to happen because I was drinking vinegar at the time. And like uh, every time I took a mouthful, I could feel I was tasting less and less. <laughs> so I was like smelling stuff and drinking stuff trying to make my brain work to bring it back. So, yeah. So the lateral flow tests definitely work. 
yeah, that loss of smell and taste has got to be the the weirdest thing because I know a lot of the symptoms can be mistaken for being just like a regular cold symptoms, really. Yeah. So the one that differentiates, I think, is the is the loss of smell and taste. Um, and the, I suppose a bit of a cough as well. You don't necessarily cough when you have a cold, but you yeah. haven't really experienced that much, I would say. But most yeah. people who I've spoke to who um, had COVID with any degree of symptoms of it's that loss of smell and taste, which is just bizarre. So Yeah, it's bizarre. I'm trying to, like when I'm making cooking stuff or eating stuff, I'm getting Stephen to explain, <laughs> to describe what it tastes like. So you kind of put it in your head. It's like, it's bizarre. It's like describing, you know, like colours to a blind person. You have to describe the taste to someone who can't taste and smell. And, of course, I love doing aromatherapy and stuff. It's a bit of a bummer, isn't it, when you can't smell anything? Yeah, it's, um, it'll probably give you an appreciation for when you smell. Does you'll, just, you'll just enjoy it even more. Yeah, yeah. You can't smell what you smell like. <laughs> I keep saying the same way it does. It'll start stinking. <laughs> so how was, um, with the whole past two years of COVID being non-stop, how was your experience of having COVID lived up to the, <laughs> lived um, up to the hype, to the hype, to the fear, to the, to just the, to the everything really? Yeah. Well, of course, like at the moment I'm on day four and so far so good. You can hear that I'm talking, I'm coherent. <laughs> um, I'm breathing fine and everything apart from the loss of me smell and me taste that's touch wood all that's happened what I do find though is like I've, I've had loads of messages off people and I think it is a bit scary when you put out there that you've got COVID and uh because we've been last two years kind of um what's the word you know like programmed perhaps to to think of it as a as a bad thing um, and like for all the horror stories that you hear on the news and stuff, it's a bit scary when the, the thing turns positive. You're like, shit. And then you're just sitting there waiting for like the symptoms to happen. And then lots of people start texting you and saying like, on this day, this happened to me. And on this day, this happened to me. And so you kind of like sat there going, okay, shit. Well, I'll be able to get out of bed in the morning. I'm <laughs> like, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, and then, is, are you psychosomaticing these symptoms out of nowhere? Or, so I've kind of like all through of it now. I've tried not to listen to anybody else <laughs> and just stay in my own lane, stay in my own power with it all. Just take it one step at a time and see how we go. And so far, touch wood, it seems to be going all right. Yeah, it kind of plays into what we spoke about recently in a podcast with the whole placebo, nocebo effect, doesn't yeah. it? So the, it's it's hard not to be influenced by all the media attention and it's just been so global. It's it's hard not to kind of take on board what to expect. But mm. I would say for every one person who really suffers or sadly has died, there's probably a hundred people who have either had really mild symptoms or had COVID and not got any symptoms and not really realized. So that's really important to have that part of the narrative as well. Like yeah. it's, it's important for you to say that, look, I have COVID, but it's no worse than a regular cold and the world doesn't shut down because of a regular cold in normal circumstances. Yeah. So, so we do need to hear this side of the story as well. It's just as important. Absolutely. And that's why it's, it is like you, you rightly say, cause we're all, uh, you know, we all fear it, but actually being here now in it, it's, 
nothing to fear. And I know from, you know, all the hormonal stuff that once you start to fear things, what does that do when you go into a stress response? It shuts down your immune system. So the more fear that you have inside of you, the less likely your immune system is going to be able to fight it off. So I'm doing lots of things, though, to keep my immune system strong. So um, shall I go through those as well? Yeah, it's it's probably just quick to mention. It's all you're doing all these healthy things now to keep your immune system up. It's that this is kind of a rehabilitation stage to get you through it, but it's the fact that you've lived a healthy lifestyle up until this point, which has got you to the fact that, yeah, you might have COVID, but you're dealing with it very, very well. It's not really, it's not totally shutting you down. You feel healthy enough to still do stuff. You can sit here and talk about it. You've, you know what I mean? You're, you're taking it really well because you've, you've, you know, you eat healthy, you move all the time, you get fresh air, you do all these foundation principles that we always talk about. Hence, um, it's the whole treat the person that has the disease, not the disease that has the person. So in your lifestyle, you're not treating COVID, you're treating yourself 24-7 and and that's how um, you're dealing with it so well. Exactly. Can I get an amen with that? (laughs) (laughs) Because I was just thinking about that before because really the stuff I'm doing, although I've upped it, I would say, like upped it a level, it's nothing that I haven't been doing for the last four or five years. Do you know what I mean? To get my immune system strong. So water, I'm drinking loads of water. Um, normally I drink two litres a day. I've upped it to three litres. And of course, the apple cider vinegar. I'm a big fan of vinegar. And I could be drinking malt vinegar right now and not even notice, but apple cider vinegar is the bomb. It's absolutely, you know how it always clears everything. That's such a good thing to drink. So I'm drinking pints of that, obviously in water, not like pure vinegar. Um, I'm drinking cacao as well. I've got some ceremonial grade cacao, which I'm putting into oat milk. And that's one of the highest things in protein that you can get. And it's full of flavonoids and really good for just keeping things running through your body. I'm moving every day, of course. The, the biggest killer for me is not being able to get out in the fresh air and up the woods and that's just the shittiest thing in the land. But I am moving every day. I'm doing spinal, um, what's it called? Spinal mobilizations and shoulders and neck and all of that kind of stuff just to get everything flowing and working in. I'm doing some very specific breathing exercises to increase nitric oxide in the back of my nose, which kills um, COVID. It's been proven to do that. Um, I'm using the oils, so I've got peppermint, eucalyptus, and rosemary. I can't smell them, but I know that they're the respiratory oils, so I'm putting them on a flannel and having them in a bath. I'm having hot baths and cold showers, so stuff that I do anyway, but that's kind of like to keep everything moving as well for the vascular system, get stuff flushed out. What else am I doing? Um, That sounds all pretty good, doesn't it? Our food, yeah, I'm eating really healthy. I was going to say, do you know what you're missing? This this anti-COVID killer routine. Yeah. You, you're missing out the basics, which is whenever you're ill, you just need a bottle of original Lucozade and chicken soup. <laughs> that's that's the Northeast cure. Yeah, that is the Northeastern <laughs> cure. Like, like Lucozade, I can't even smell Lucozade under normal circumstances. I can't smell it anyway. But um, that's like when I had chick- I had chickenpox really bad when I was a teenager. And my mum thought so she made us drink Lucozade in a Mars bar. <laughs> That was her. <laughs> I didn't even get to the chicken soup. She was just trying to get sugar in us, I think. 
But yeah, no, so I haven't had any Lucas <laughs> or any Mars bars or any chicken soup. But I have had sweet potato soup, which I made today. I'm craving like chilies and sweet potatoes and stuff. And you know why? Because like when I checked what sweet potatoes have in them, they're the highest thing with vitamin C and vitamin D. So your body just knows what it wants. Like, you know how I eat quite intuitively anyway. So like, just listen to your body. It tells you what. It's really knowledgeable. Yeah, your body must be craving to go outside though as well, I oh, imagine. You'll have totally. to just go out in the middle of the night when there's no one around so you can't <laughs> infect anyone walking around the woods the with a torch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, like my dad was saying, what you could should do is like, what do you do with the lepers? <laughs> have a bell or something and everyone just gives you a Stay white bird. Yeah, because yeah, that is the killing thing, like not being able to go outside. I'm looking outside now, the woods, and it's a gorgeous day and I can't get out with a bit of sun. I could have gotten a bit of vitamin d in us mm. but you, you're doing everything else correctly and by the sounds of it the most important thing which you're doing is um besides the fact that you're obviously you're a healthy person anywhere so it hasn't kind of infected you too bad is the fact that you're just staying positive and you're not you're not being fearful or feeling sorry for yourself that you're going to get struck down with this illness and you want everyone's attention and you want to feel sorry for yourself that's when you're going to make you worse yeah and you know what the fear factor is huge um so you get a lot of people <laughs> saying yeah like things and I, I mean they're well-meaning but it's like when you're kind of in the middle of it and they go like oh yeah I'm on day five like I couldn't get out of bed <laughs> on, like you were saying on day 10 most people die <laughs> yeah just, yeah but also, even in the media they were, they were giving out statistics and um on average, on day 10 is when people would die. When they're on the respirator, day 10, people would, that's it. That's the final nail in the coffin. So imagine yeah. hearing that and then contracting COVID, especially, especially when it was a new disease. If yeah. some people are fragile and, and they were really in fear, then that could be enough to see them off. Again, that placebo, nocebo effect exactly. is absolutely huge. It's massive. And so like I decided, because as, as we know, that as soon as you go into a fear, a fear mindset that you switch your immune system off effectively because you're in a stress response with cortisol and all of that, all of those things firing off and that's it. That's it. Your immune system doesn't fire. So, um, yeah, so I'm trying not to even listen to all that stuff. I'm just taking each day as it comes. And um, I've kind of like welcomed it into my body. <laughs> I'm welcoming it in and I'm taking, I'm making sure it goes back out fully. But I'm just accepting it that it's here and it's doing its thing, which viruses do. Yeah. And then that's the parent my, teacher coming to teach you something. Yeah, teach me not to go peopling again. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> Stay up north. Still, I'm not meant to go down south. I'm not a southerner. Um, so yeah, so I'm just yeah, I'm being very accepting of it and just, you know, well, you know, it's here, it's in my body, and it can go out again. Hopefully, we're not make leaving too much of devastation in its wake. Yeah, so I think probably the the to kind of wrap this up, you would say the most important thing is to be a healthy organism in the first place. So if you do yeah. If you do Absolutely. unluckily catch something, then you've just got such a better chance of fighting it off and and don't and it gives you less of a chance of fearing any any illness for that matter of fact. Anyway, for one, you're gonna have a less chance of, of catching an illness. And then if you unfortunately, if you do, you're gonna have a better chance of fighting it off. And that's with COVID and that's with every other virus out there. Um and then if you do, like you, if you do catch something, stay positive. 
do all you can, take some downtime, some R and R, because you could be the healthiest person in the world, but you could be overdoing it. You could be stressed all the time. You might exactly. not be rest, resting yeah. enough. So that that could be something. And then um, kind of one of the final points we said there is an illness here to teach you something. That with you getting COVID, it could just be um, it could be literally the universe saying, right, we need a live commentary on COVID and to, exactly. and, and to not let people and to not let people fear it. Yeah, yeah, perspective. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing it has done positively, because, you know, I had shin splints the other day from being in Brighton and wearing shoes, <laughs> which I was complaining about. <laughs> My shin splints have been cured because I haven't been able to walk anywhere. So, you know, like every cloud, every cloud has a silver lining. So, yeah. So I'm fingers crossed that it's going to just stay this way. Um, like last night, Stephen said, do you want a glass of wine? And I was like, oh, God, no, I can't have alcohol because that's like opening the castle gates when there's this enemy army still camped outside. So um, so I am doing stuff, you know, like it's a constant until it's completely gone. I won't be having any anything bringing down the immune system and sugar as well, because sugar takes it down for about two hours after every bout of sugar that you've had. So no sugar, no alcohol. I'm living like a monk through this <laughs> but actually my appetite has not been affected at all the only thing is i'll say because when you don't taste can't taste anything junk food loses its appeal because <laughs> it's just that you can't taste it it's bizarre yeah it's weird how junk food we know it's bad for us it normally it'll give you a bad tummy it makes you feel lethargic but you do it for that two minutes of that that sensation that mouth pleasure it's literally that's it you could it could be hours of feeling like crap, putting on weight, it takes hours to burn it off, it drops mm. your immune system. But that two minutes of eating that cheesecake is like <laughs> just something <laughs> weird in us where we, it's hard, we hard, it's hard to stop it, isn't it? Hello, hello. But isn't it funny as well that people don't want to tell people that they've got COVID? I find that really weird as like well. Like a dirty disease, yeah. Like dirty. I don't feel dirty. I just feel like, oh God, it's more or less the inevitable. I think that yeah, I felt yeah. like it was going to happen sooner or later. I've got two boys at school, and it's kind of like getting chicken pox. It's just yeah, it's it's out there, isn't it? It's yeah, just get it and deal with it. So yeah, so hopefully this uh, COVID will be is here, and I hope it goes and does one. It will find no place for entry further. Right, and hopefully we're not doing another podcast in six days when. <laughs> And I'm like in hospital bed. Feels an intensive care. Dan, delete that episode from last, last week. <laughs> I'll take it all back. Yeah. <laughs> so fingers crossed, guys. I'll be fine and back to fighting fit. Um, I don't get let out again until like the 21st of December or something. So you sound like you're in jail. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm in jail. I'm on parole until uh, <laughs> I Christmas get Eve. Out. I know. It feels like I'm in jail really annoying but anyway yeah so apart from that those things and those things that i said sleep as well sleep is key yeah right cool that was a a special podcast um corona update and stay tuned for our next episode on a little something a little bit different about christmas yeah